2: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I think today we're going to be covering um, media bias and gaslighting of America and uh, just shining a spotlight on uh, a host of things. I, I uh, turned on Fox and Friends today for the first time I turned on Fox News of any kind. Um, I did while I was at the gym over the weekend. Play Maria Bartiroma's, you know, I put that on the uh, treadmill. But um, for the most part, I just don't even want to give Fox News any of any any uh, blip. So that, that one one of the things I wanted to mention is, if you can, don't leave it running in the background. Don't leave Fox News running in the background. Turn it off. And if anything, uh, idle your channel because it's always streaming. If you have these streaming systems, um, it's always feeding off the channel that it's parked on. So park it on TV LAN or something like that, but sort of change your channel. And uh, let's really drive Fox News ratings into the ground, shall we? Uh, that's really what we want to do. I did turn it on for a second just to see what they were covering They were covering the same crap they were covering last week. You know, open borders. The one story I watched, and then I turned it all the way off. But they were watching, uh, they were talking about open borders, and they were talking about the shooting down in Houston. And, you know, it's like, it frustrates me. I I said to myself, I said, uh, why are they talking about the shooting? Why are they talking about the open bo- the yo know, the the fact that a madman is an illegal that's been deported 5 times and all of a sudden why are they talking about that like it's it's just a a dog chasing its tail and i thought what they should be talking about when they're talking about this open border is they should be talking about Majorca's lying they should be talking about the agenda and the agenda what is the agenda? The agenda is that they're opening the borders for slave labor. Why not do a deep dive? You know, why not go Woodward and Bernstein on them? You know, all the president's men. Why not treat this like it's a Nixon Watergate, like it's a Republican president that you're going to go after? Why not? You know, where are the journalists? The mockingbird media we have. They're just completely in the tank for one party. They're a one party, one party, and they're doing it willingly. They're not even, they don't even have a gun to their head. They're just indoctrinated, and they think like sheep, and they sell out for money, because that is, in fact, what's going on there. The BlackRock corporations control all the money, and so therefore they control all the ad dollars. And you don't dare step in their way. They have learned that they have such a monopoly that they could coerce and co- coordinate, coerce and coordinate. They can tell you, look, if you don't say well, if you say these things, we're going to pull our advertising. You ever notice how it's like they're so quick to pull advertising from people like Tucker Carlson, but they're they'll turn a blind eye to the misinformation that's being sold by. MSNBC and CNN, and Fox News for that matter. Fox News run by Paul Ryan, a globalist. Murdoch's run by BlackRock. BlackRock run by the World Economic Forum. BlackRock controls all the corporations that control all the ad dollars. And there it is. The narrative is set. Because they have such a monopoly. If we really wanted to get serious about monopolies, we would look at the Sherman Act. We would look at that and say, okay, well, they've managed to find a loophole in the Sherman Act and the antitrust laws that we've had in place since uh, the Rockefellers exploited Standard Oil and tried to drive every competitor they had out of business and then use their wealth to put everybody else out of business, the Rockefellers, who basically perpetuated women's libs so that they could actually double the tax base And indoctrinate your children at an earlier age by sending them, by making it a requirement that they go to preschool because the parents aren't home. They're busy working, driving up inflation and doubling the tax base and indoctrinating your children. The Rockefellers were not great people. That's for sure. We have a little clip that we're going to talk about related to Big Pharma and the Rockefellers. The Rockefellers were just disgusting. One of the most diabolical stories of, the, of our time is the birth of Big Pharma. It's a rich history of corruption began with John D. Rockefeller, oil magnate, and the man responsible for our transition from time-honored herbal medicine to petroleum-based medicine. The unholy union of oil and drugs, has continued to erode our society, government, and health for decades. People are waking up to the dark intentions of our institutions and leaders. With minor repercussions at most, many in power are more than willing to trade our health for dollars. The last few years, in particular, are showing the emperor wears no clothes. Please Share. So this is from Mickey Willis. We're going to go ahead and play this uh, little audio clip that uh, I have going on here for the show, and uh, we're going to take a listen to this.
3: Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying the German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities, unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. Any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives than Big Pharma.
2: And and look at what they look at what they did with COVID, right? With uh Pfizer and Moderna buying up all the advertising space and getting the media to just say whatever they needed to say. And we're finding out more and more about the quality control that went into making these drugs, how each vial had different chemistry in it, uh, depending on the batch that it was made from, different strands of whatever it was, the active ingredient, but um, you know, this was all part of a way to control population. Um, one frustrated person is this, just this woman, uh, that, uh, I don't even know, but, uh, what she said was so profound and, uh, powerful that I thought I would share it with the audience. Uh, it's a British woman, uh. Yeah, and and you know what the the person who posted this says. Does anyone know who this is? And uh, and I don't. If I find it, find out who it is, uh, we'll do it. But um, let's take a listen to this.
4: I miss the old world, but it's never going to be the same again, is it? Because I feel like I went to sleep in 2019 and I've woken up in 2023 in the middle of a genocide, in the middle of a Holocaust. That's what it is, because a certain part of society, of the population has been targeted for extermination. Unfortunately, it's 90% of the population. So it's been nice knowing you. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. Um, But what's really freaking me out is that most people I have interactions with are absolutely fine with it. The dead can't speak for themselves. They can't say, oh no, I was absolutely fine before the vaccine. It was definitely that. Those who've had it, who don't want to address the potential risks have got their fingers in the ears and they're like, la 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 la, it's not happening. And the rest of us are trying to help because it feels to us like we're at the final scenes in the movie and not everyone's going to make it out alive. And I've got to ask myself, like, how much more can the human body, the human spirit take? Forget the psychological stuff with the over-sexualization of our children in schools and by governments, uh, transsexualism, um, woke agendas, just the physical so the majority of us, poor human beings, uh, we've got mRNA coursing through every cell we now know that it reaches in the body. We've got fluoridated water. The governments are bragging about that. We've got chemtrails and patents on those going back to 1969. Um, we've got toxic rail crashes. We've got toxic soils and fertilizers, genetically modified seeds and foods. I mean, how much more can we physically and emotionally take? Why aren't people yelling murderer at these leaders every single time they step outside their front door?
2: That's a good question, right? (laughs) I did find out, It's uh, you can find out a little bit more about her by going to the White Rabbit uh, podcast. So, Camberley, UK, and also uh, Melbourne Times. uh, So, so there's uh, their Australian and UK outfit. But yeah, very, very, very good points that she makes. Um, These are questions we need to have answered. So today's a day where Hunter Biden's going to end up in an Arkansas court. You wonder what's going to happen there. Let's take a listen to the news cycle behind the Biden deadbeat crime family saga. A destitute hunter to appear in court today in Arkansas under oath. It's very rare that you would ever get uh, Tucker. I mean, not Tucker Hunter. Hunter Biden un, uh, under oath. Whether he's going to testify, I doubt that he will. Attorneys will probably testify on his own behalf but he's going to be in court but he'll never testify under oath but let's take a listen to this
5: story hunter biden is expected to appear in an arkansas courtroom to try and explain why he is petitioning to reduce child support payments to the mother of his four-year-old child according to her attorney mr biden claims to be nothing more than a yale educated attorney artist who is somewhat financially destitute and he needs child support adjusted However, for an artist living on meager means, Mr. Biden is living lavishly
6: Fox News contributor and New York Post columnist Miranda Devine joins us now. Miranda, thanks for being here. So Hunter is going, he's destitute and he's heading hat in hand to try to make the case that none of that Biden money should be going to the mother of his child. Yeah, look, uh, it's a pretty
5: uh, nasty situation really. Um, I think that the money is on uh, his lawyers, Hunter Biden's lawyers, settling before 9am in that Arkansas court when he's supposed to turn up, the judges told him to turn up in person uh, tomorrow because the last thing that Hunter Biden and the White House want is for Hunter Biden to have to open his kimono on Mm. all his financial statements and that's exactly what London Roberts the mother of his four-year-old unacknowledged child wants she just wants the proof that he's too broke to pay her the child support that he promised her he would pay and that she had to fight to get him to pay she had to remember get him to do a DNA test to prove that it was his child and so I think this is one of the few times in Hunter Biden's life where he's actually having to uh, suffer the consequences of his actions. But Miranda um I'm I'm curious, do you find this for of course for anyone who's paid attention to this story, we know that the laptop is credible and real, but Hunter's tried to walk this fine line of, well, it's it's mine and I have an expectation of privacy, but it could have been tampered with. What I'm getting at is this the judge has already asked about the laptop because he wants to know if it proves up Hunter's financial abilities to pay child support. So does the does the prospect exist at the end of this legal proceeding that there has to be some proven ownership or culpability for what's on the laptop well I think so because London Roberts lawyer is making it an issue in the case and we've already had the
2: I, I realize the audio right there is, is really poor and uh, so but what well, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit there so what's happening in in part it's an Arkansas court so it's more than likely like conservative. And then you have Hunter Biden playing out both sides of the – he wants to sue, uh, the, I think, Trump for the having his laptop. And he wanted to sue the Mac owner for stealing his property. But now he's saying, you know, that property isn't necessarily mine or it may have been mine, but it, it may have been doctored. The information on it could be false. So he's trying to like thread a needle, saying it's mine, it's not mine. I'm rich, I'm poor. How could you be, you know? And 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 these things are going to come back to haunt him because what uh, Comer, J- J- uh, Congressman Comer, is doing is he's basically saying there's tax evasion here. You didn't declare the millions of dollars that were being sent to you, like you were sent millions of dollars to uh these different accounts and you spread it around the family and you didn't declare it. And he's gonna say, well it wasn't my money. But somehow it's gonna there you know, accounting always ends up somewhere, right? You have to have accountability. Accounting, accountability. At some point the money's gotta have a source. It's gotta have a, a destination. And this court case is going to narrow uh, the—the court case that's going on today in Arkansas, where he's going to try to get out of child payments, is going to, I think, have dividends against him. You know, dividends for the prosecutors, whoever they—if there is a a level-headed, fair-minded prosecutor left in America— uh, somehow, it's going to present put a put him in a box, and hopefully James Comer, uh, Kentucky Congressman, can can actually use this to his advantage. Well, you said in this court that you only had X, Y, and Z, but was that a lie? Because here we show that you have all this assets and money, driving around in these fancy cars, living in his place in Malibu, getting all this money from all this art. And that's the other thing is they would try to launder money, like to try to explain away. How am I so rich? Well, I'm selling my art for like you know five hundred thousand dollars a pop, anonymous. And uh, but the person wants is from China and they want to be anonymous, so there's no track record of the of the of the money flow. That's how I got my money. I got it through the art. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's really that he got it through Freeport McMoran, or he got it through some other means, some other channel. You know, selling state secrets, pay-to-play, selling access, influence, you know, everything that we know that they're doing. So here's another one. Uh, over the weekend, I came across this, this guy named Dom Lucre. He says... Uh, He's a black guy. He's got dreadlocks and stuff. And he's got a pretty popular uh, Twitter page. He says, Michelle Obama made Jesse Smollett cry. This is MAGA country. On May 21st, 2019, the Illinois State Attorney's Office dismissed 16 felony charges brought by a grand jury against Jesse Smollett because of Democrats behind the scenes. Obama's campaign finance mega bundler. And Michelle Obama's close friend, Tina Chen, texted Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox just three days after the incident, on behalf of Jesse Smollett and family whom I know to express concerns, she suggests that Fox lean on Chicago police superintendent Eddie Johnson to yield to the FBI, and she shared an, ident- an identified Smollett's family member's cell phone number with Fox. Fox texted. Backed that she had done as requested and that Chief Johnson was going to make the ask. The unidentified relative rejoiced. Oh, my God, this would be a huge victory. It's also worth noting that the Obamas have an extensive history in Chicago, Illinois, as well as 12 connections with the Smollett and the Chens. Yeah, well, we already knew that. Why he was coming out with that story, though, I think that there was something related to Michelle Obama coming out and, and getting in into the media and uh, making some noise about certain things. And then you got Susan Rice stepping down the day before uh, Joe Biden is announcing his presidency. And then Joe Biden is standing there over the weekend, I guess, in front of a football team. And it was so embarrassing because... Here he is. They're holding a football. They're about to hand him a football and a helmet. And they give him this jersey and then he walks off cuz he doesn't know what to do ever. He just as he's clueless. And he just starts walking down between this crowd and even the photographers were like, do we even take a photograph of this guy? And you, they were all bewildered. All these faces were like, what is he doing? He's just walking off into like Neverland. And he walks out of the building and left them all high and dry with no cue, no statement, nothing. It was incredible. I have it up on my social media. And he's just completely a shell of a, of a person. It's, it's almost like he's a robot. And that's exactly what the deep state wants. They want the robot. They're being—he's being controlled by a bunch of radical lefties, and that's where—that's—that's that's what our country, our great country, the country founded by our founding fathers, a serious country. And you know the thing about it is, we're, we're, they're pushing this socialism, but there's nothing worse than see socialism doesn't exist until you—the only way socialism works is when it feeds off of capitalism. And capitalism is the cash cow. And so we have the worst of both worlds right now as Americans. We're footing the bill and being lean and com- competitive, like we're a capitalist nation. You know we're not maximizing our, our wealth or our profits. we're working our butts off, trying to make ends meet. Meanwhile, you got the inflation going up of a, a typical socialist country. You got the inflation you got the redistribution of wealth scheme you got the socialized medicine so we're footing the bill for all of these expensive ideas we spend more per per student in our education than europe we spend more per person on medical than they do in europe we don't have anything streamlined because we're fighting the inevitable which is socialism, and we're right in the crossroads right now of this transition to where we're footing the bill, and it's a huge bill. So right now in America, the quality of living is about as bad as it can get. And because we're working our butts off like we're in a capitalist competitive society fighting for our lives, and all of our money is being taken do you know, like GDP, it used to be that 15% of our GDP was from the tax base and the rest was from production. Very healthy, very strong country. And now we're up over 25%. We're 26%. We're going up higher and it's going to get over 50% at some point. Some of the worst tax bases like uh, France, Denmark, all those nordic but see they they have a different environment they have homogeny they have a a smaller health ba- health crisis and they have a quality of living that we' we'll, we're not even close to having because they're getting a return on their investment see I mean so that type of socialism could work if you get a return on your investment but right now what you have is you have um Basically, your money going to somebody you don't know for a crime you didn't commit. And that's called reparations and a whole bunch of other bullcrap. Um, all this woke stuff, all these special interest groups are getting all of your money. And that's the thing that uh, is just so ridiculous. Take a listen to this, Jack. Uh, Jack wipe, right? I mean, this guy, this, there's only one thing that will stop our kids, our black kids, from busting into these jewelry stores and stealing watches and jewelry, and that's reparations. Listen to this moron, black leader with a, uh, wearing a cross in the name of religion, um, in Sacramento,
5: California. Let's take a listen. Capital, money reparations that will stimulate this economy for the 2.6 million blacks in california there's only one thing that would stop our children from busting into these liquor stores there's only one thing that would stop our kids from busting into these jewelry stores stealing watches and jewelry and that's reparations capital
2: (laughs) yeah so give us all your money and we won't need to rob anymore we'll just go ahead and spend it just give us all your money you're working so that's capitalism capitalism you're working for the money you're making the money then you got to go and give it to this loser (laughs) and that's somehow the american way in this guy's mind and somehow all your liberal friends Support it. They support that. They're voting for it. Because they've got a screw loose or something. Brazil. In lockstep and under orders, the Ministry of Truth plans to push through a bill to censor all information the government has not sanctioned as truth. So, a draconian attack on the rights of free speech, free thought, and free will. Brazil's Congress is poised to vote on contentious legislation legislation, just like they wanted to do here, to curb the spread of fake news, which has drawn opposition from Google and other tech groups facing tougher laws governing their content globally. Parliament is, see, you could live by the sword and die by the sword. You know, now we have Elon Musk over Twitter. Maybe he's doing something different that the liberals don't like. But Parliament is expecting in Brazil in the coming week to vote on the measure being pushed through at speed at speed by the government led by President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. It aims to tackle the spread of misinformation, but critic, critics decry it's a draconian rushed and open to abuse by special interests. Of course it is. Why can't we just say what we think and think what we say and say what we mean and mean what we say? I mean, why can't we do that? So Rising Serpent writes, if the RNC had the slightest common sense, they'd be settling, setting up ballot harvesting operations and using social media influence influencer networks to counterattack, uh, counteract Democrat propaganda. Instead, we're stuck in 1989 with Ron McDaniel doing Fox News while the left does symmetric guerrilla warfare. We're being outplayed. So here, good thing we have the super trustworthy and totally not biased at all mainstream media to investigate things and hold the powerful accountable. But where is the apology now that they? we know that they have been wrong uh, all the time? Let's take a listen. Anything he's ever done?
6: Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. New York Times reports this, quote, senior Trump administration officials have pushed American spy agencies to hunt for evidence to support an unsubstantiated theory that a government
4: lab in Wuhan, China, was the origin of the coronavirus outbreak.
1: Tom Cotton, one of Donald Trump's staunchest allies in the Senate, suggested that the virus might have originated in a high-security biochemical lab in China. In the 1980s, I remember when the far-left trafficked in rumors about HIV having been invented in CIA labs. The far-right has now found its own virus conspiracy theory. Thing he's ever done?
6: Those same agencies. Well,
2: you know, the CIA was involved in the JFK assassination, and... They were involved in the RFK assassination. The CIA was involved in Benghazi. Uh, They were working with al-Qaeda. They were paying ISIS rebels to be a mercenary group to protect the oil fields in Iraq. They were instrumental in overthrowing Egypt, Mubarak. They were instrumental in killing Gaddafi, They were instrumental in all kinds of different tribal conflicts throughout Africa to secure uh, gold mines and cobalt mines and and electric vehicle mines of all sorts, precious minerals. They were uh, raping the lands of Afghanistan, not the poppy seed fields, but the ones used to get precious metals for plane manufacturing. Um, And you can go on and on with what the CIA has done. And the CIA meddles in our domestic policy. And we know also that uh, they were directly involved in Russiagate. They were directly involved in the 50 intelligence agencies that debunked the Hunter Biden laptop. We know that they are connected at the hip with USAID and using taxpayer dollars illegally to bribe and coerce, and they were involved in the uh, with Fauci and the health rollout for genocide. I mean, this is genocide. What we heard this lady say earlier in the show—it's genocide—and we have a media that's covering it up. Here is a great little clip that's going to blow your mind. So Jesse Waters, and again, I am not watching Fox News. But this was a clip that I found online that I thought was eye-opening, and uh, check it out. New poll illustrates how media lies impact what Americans what Americans know about their own country. I suspect the same disinformation is true about the number of Democrats or moronic Biden supporters. It's all a fraud perpetrated by politicians. And they're corporate puppet masters who pay them. Let's take a listen.
6: A new poll by YouGov asked people, what percentage of the United States is black? Their answer, 41%. We think almost half the U.S. population is African-American. And that makes sense if you consume a lot of media. But it turns out black Americans are a smaller slice of the pie than they thought. The real number, 12%. Only 12% of Americans are African-American. How about Hispanic Americans? The poll shows that we all think that 39% of Americans are Hispanic. Way off again. Only 17% of the population is Hispanic. And it's not just race that we have no idea about. How many families have an annual income of over $500,000? We think... Twenty six percent of Americans make over a half a million, half a million dollars a year. We think everybody's rich, but really just one percent of the country earns that much. We all make much less than we think. How about left handed Americans? How many lefties exist? We all have those lefty desks in school. Remember how goofy it felt if you got stuck in one of those? Well, we estimated that 34% of America is left-handed. Sounds reasonable. I mean, each baseball team has a bunch of lefty relievers. But the real number is 11%. This is a right-hander's world, and don't forget it. How about this? How about the number of vegans or vegetarians? Well, Americans think 30% of the country is vegetarian, when really, 5%. Of the population doesn't eat meat, which explains why it's the only thing left on the store shelves right now. Nobody wants it. How much of America's population, you ready, lives in New York City? The estimate was 30 percent, which would be nearly 100 million people. One third of the country packed into 300 square miles here. That's what we think. The real number, 3 percent. Just 3 percent of the country lives here in New York. Ready? How many transgender people do you think live in the United States? The people who took this poll estimated 21 percent of our nation's population is transgender. Twenty one percent. A quarter of the country is trans. That's what people think. Now, are these news stories starting to make sense? In reality, the number is one percent. One percent is trans. How about gay people? We spend a lot of time talking about sexual orientation. With all that attention, surely that number must be high. All well, Americans estimated that 30 percent of their fellow citizens are gay. Wrong again. The real number is three percent. Now, is this starting to add up? The Democrats don't want you to know the real numbers because it would tank their entire agenda. They want you to see victims around every corner and elect more Democrats to right the ship.
2: That's what it's all about, making uh, the world a a place for victims. So many victims, such an evil country, that we need to come in as Democrats and, and save the day against the tyrannical right, the fascist right, I mean, the white supremacist right, it's. Yeah, it, I would love to see the number of white supremacists, the actual number, what whatever that is. It's probably less than trans. I don't even. I've never in my whole life. I don't remember ever seeing any organized group. So like, you don't know whether someone's a racist or a discriminate. You know, I'm sure I've met a few people in my life that are probably. Not the greatest people. They're probably a little bit racist. They're probably a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And people I wouldn't want to hang out with. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that's the case. But I've never once in my life, ever once, saw an organized rally of white supremacy, other than maybe David Duke and some archived footage that they showed of him in a a thing. That's about it. He was an anomaly. And nobody from either side of anywhere liked this guy. He was just a nutcase that somehow got some attention from the media for one reason or another. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me why this guy would get attention. But then it did. I mean, it, it was the liberal press trying to associate the Republicans with him, you know, and they were so quick to try to get, you know, when they said, we like Trump better than we like uh, Hillary. Well, then it's like, oh, okay, then Trump must, you know, be appealing to that. It's crazy. The kind of manipulation and gaslighting and brainwashing that the left has to try to muster up in order to gain votes. See, it worked so well for them when they were buying you know they're using reparations and buying civil uh, civil rights with uh, welfare programs and affirmative action programs and equity programs of all kinds that they were able to buy a certain group. Oh, always vote for Democrat because they're going they're the ones giving us free stuff. That's no way to get ahead in life, though. Whoever's saying that is a moron. A new poll. Whoever's Bye. saying that doesn't really know what it's like to succeed if you're going to have you know be under the thumb of government and obey your slave masters in the government because that's really what you've become you've reinvented yourself as a slave being run by slave masters who have a government badge and hold government purse strings and can dictate how much redistribution of wealth they're going to do And here, Trump, uh, we're just going to go through a bunch of news. We will establish a truth and reconciliation commission. This cannot come soon enough. To declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. We needed that yesterday. He should have done that in his first term.
1: We will establish... A truth and reconciliation commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship and corruption. (laughs) By the way, they spied on my campaign. They got caught. Can you imagine if we let's take Barack Hussein Obama? Let's say we spied on his campaign. You got caught. What do you think would happen? You think it would just be some stories in only a few newspapers because most of them don't even want to write it. It would have been, they would have brought back the electric chair. That's what they would have done. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Unequal justice.
2: We will- Do you know how Trump has the placard that says, text Trump 88022 um, and put the word Trump, and you can make a donation to the Trump campaign? Well, ABC News was covering some of his footage and literally grayed that out, like blurred it out. They went out of their way to blur it out so as to not help Trump at all. They never did that to any other candidate. Data proves that a huge swath of transgender men are sexual deviants, big surprise, rapists and pedophiles. So ask yourself, why would Democrats so vehemently support this evil? Why are they doing that? And here's a meme. It says nearly half of men who identify as women in Canadian prisons are sex offenders, and more than half of their victims were children. Let that sink in. So here's something that Tucker Carlson said about the media. Tucker Carlson says, if you question what happened to Building 7, like in 9-11, live on television, you'll lose your job. And why is that? Why is that? Because the CIA, they're finding out more documents now that the CIA was working with Al-Qaeda and two of the Al-Qaeda hijackers, get this, two of the Al-Qaeda hijackers, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, were CIA operatives. They were working with the CIA. It's sort of like Fauci working with bioweapons and having it start start a pandemic that kills uh, millions of elderly people to help out socialist governments that don't want to foot the bill for elderly medical needs and Social Security. I mean, it was a huge win for the states, for the countries, right? That's the only way you could slice it. There had to be that motive. You always got to follow the money, don't you? Let's take a listen to Tucker Carlson here.
0: Offended by conspiracy. If you go on TV tonight and say, I think the earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say, like, what what actually happened with Building 7? Like, that is weird, right? It doesn't, like, what right, is that? Right, If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. You'd, like, lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my mm. country. Right. Is it an attack on my country? Can I ask you like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they. maybe they do. I don't know. But like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point, right? We ask those questions every single day. The questions that are very uncomfortable for people. And there's a reason for that. Uh, We got to find the truth. Robert Kennedy says it was unfortunate that Tucker Carlson lost his show, given that he had a higher number of Democratic viewers. I didn't know this, really. And, uh, you know, who's to say that Robert Kennedy's right about this? But, wow, what an interesting factoid. Right. Talking about numbers today. Right. Statistics. Number of Democratic viewers uh, than Rachel Maddow. Ten times the average viewership of CNN and was discussing topics never seen on television before. Tucker had the biggest Democratic audience on TV. He had more Democrats watching in most Democratic graphics than Rachel Maddow. His average night was 10 times CNN's average. He was saying things that nobody else had ever said on TV. He was, so let's take a listen to this to hear it.
0: Your show was a loss because Tucker had the biggest Democratic audience on TV he uh, you know he had more democrat more um democrats watching him in most demographics than rachel maddow and rachel maddow uh, it, um, you know as was kind of the next up but you know a lot of people watch tucker who are not republicans and he had you know he had 3.5 million on a on an average night and 5 million on a on a you know a really good night and that His average night was 10 times CNN's average. So he was talking to a lot of people. It's kind of shocking that they threw him off. But He was saying things that nobody has ever said on TV before. You know, he was talking about, you know, advertisers dictating content, you know, pharmaceutical advertisers getting people to, to, uh, you know, getting newscasters on the networks to say things about vaccines that, That weren't true, you know, and nobody's ever talked like that. That was uh, on his April 19th show. And, you know, five days later, he was he was he was off. Oh, I don't know whether that's why he got kicked off. Uh, But I'm uh, I'm sure that, you know, the advertisers were really angry at him.
5: Yeah, he was just, I think, all around threatening to the establishment. And we're coming up to a big election. And uh, Rupert Murdoch has pretty much gone all in on Ron DeSantis and uh, uh, and wants Fox to completely pivot. And once, uh, you know, he was notorious for saying that he wanted Trump to be a non-person. And uh, really, I think that the establishment, again, it goes down, it, it go, comes back to they'll do anything to silence a person. If you're calling out the establishment, if you're changing minds, in america or or you're at least echoing the sentiments that many americans are feeling which is that the establishments against us that we don't really have a true democracy that we're not really running the show um you know if you if you if you say that and it resonates with people that's considered very dangerous
2: it is and uh, there's more that's considered very dangerous um <laughs> You know, climate change is the next frontier, right? It's COVID, then it's climate, and you know we we say it every single day on this show, and uh, I can't say it enough, really. And I don't know why I don't see billboards everywhere that say climate equals slave labor, and then break down the Paris Agreement, and break down the Belt and Road Initiative, and break down TPP. And break it down and look at, look at all the little secret ingredients associated with those treaties and agreements and PACs and these multinational trade systems. And then you look at what's behind ESG, this social uh, scoring system, right? Environmental social governance, right? I mean, think about what that means. That's a credit score, that social credit score system for corporations that's going to trickle down into mankind to control your speech if you speak like Donald Trump you're going to be discredited and getting a loan will be more expensive or you'll be denied the ability to walk in a certain place or even get food they're starting to do all of that deplatform you from different organizations you can't get go into a grocery store unless you comply. I mean, it's absolutely crazy the world we're about to, the world we're going into. All I want to do right now is go back to the way it was in the 80s. You know, I mean, not that that was utopia, but we had a, we had computers, but we didn't have this government tyranny. We had freedoms that we never thought we would lose. And here, now we're being lied to about all this, this stuff. I mean, they're perpetuating fear. When you take a listen, like, listen to this. Remember the daily COVID deaths, updates, and graphs they use to scare people into believing the COVID scam? Now they're starting to do it with something different, like climate scam. Let's take a listen.
4: Okay, for now, thanks so much indeed. And with parts of the world experiencing extreme weather conditions, let look at the impact of climate change on the planet with our climate dashboard. We're using an awful lot of gas this morning, aren't we? Um, renewables at uh, 17%, uh, nuclear just down to below 15% this morning. Um, global warming since 1880 is up 1.27% degrees remember, of course, always that um two degrees two and a half degrees, three
2: degrees oh, it's all over is that a- it's all over so we're halfway there um, but it says, and I love how they started in eighteen eighty as if history started in eighteen eighty if they started in the medieval warm period, it would show a decline in temperature uh that's the that's the truth um and here. Let's take a listen to uh, uh, this climate climate piece. Can
0: you then explain Ian how we've got to this fixation on CO2 as 400 parts per million uh, and that is driving the climate. Where, where has that idea come from that this relatively small proportion or very small proportion of CO2 in the atmosphere is driving all of this rapid change?
1: Well, I think it's come from a long way back, and I think it's come as an anti-industrial push because any industry that is smelting or mining or transporting or making things or creating food emits carbon dioxide. So it's a proxy for industry. It's a way to attack industry. And then we citizens are using energy, and it's a way to rein us in and to attack us. So I think... It's never been a scientific argument. It's always been a political argument, and it's always been an argument about control. It has nothing to do with climate. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with the environment, but it's got everything to do with control by unelected bureaucrats somewhere in the world trying to control everything we do.
2: And they want to control it because they want to control slave labor. They want to control profits. They want to control uh, the markets. And that's how they're going to do it. See, climate uh, basically says that China can manufacture, but the West can't. So that means that China, with its 1.5 million billion people, and India, same, uh, are going to have workers that are willing to work for $20 a day, not $20 an hour. And it's going to be that, that mechanism that allows corporations to profit from the slave labor. And open borders is also slave labor it's just domestic slave labor somebody needs to wash the dishes, do the linens, uh, work the meat packing plants, do the um, you know all the sweaty jobs in the fields and somebody has to do those domestically so that's where open borders comes in and again, the Democrats and the neocons are pushing this agenda because they're getting paid by corporations for them to push this agenda. They're getting paid and they get reelected with the money that they get paid from. Well, Okay, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show and uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can uh, to help us advance America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State over at mypillow.com as your promo code and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye, everybody.
4: Just to bury my kids right up to there